Welcome to the Everyday PM Podcast, the podcast where we discuss project management principles for your everyday life. My name is Ann Campia, and I am a certified project slash program manager with over a decade of experience working for various industries, including healthcare, retail, consumer goods, tech, and now marketing as well. I am so excited to welcome Dave, and I'm not going to try to butcher your name in this call, but uh, Dave, who is the president of Beskar, an IT services and consulting company that provides elite IT solutions to small, medium, and large businesses and organizations. Dave, welcome to the podcast. For those who have not met you yet, please take a brief moment to introduce yourself. Thank you, Anne. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, as you said, my name is Dave Srivastav, and I am the president of Beskar. Um, been in IT um, in multiple capacities for the past almost 25 years, which makes me sound really old, but um, I've had a great career so far and I'm looking forward to discussing that more. Yeah, I mean, uh, just decades of experience across different industries. So I definitely have a lot of questions for you about how you sure. started and how you come to be where you're at today. So um, let's, why don't we start there? Let's start with your professional journey. Tell us what you wanted to be when you grew up and then eventually kind of what led you to being now the president of Beskar. Sure. So growing up, I um, was always interested in technology. I was always trying to take things apart and I wanted to know um, how they worked, right? But um, I don't think my parents always enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, <laughs> um, so I always was in, interested in that, um, even in um, high school, and just trying to figure out things, working on different the different tech clubs that they had there. Um, when I, after high school, I got the opportunity to be an IT intern for an engineering firm, which was Management Concepts Systems and Services, um, which was a great uh, foundation for me for that first year of learning, um, you know, the IT from the real professionals, um, and this building from there. So I've learned a lot um, in that process. I've gone to different, different technical schools and just really observed at that point um, the whole aspect of IT. Um, that in the late 90s was more, it was the computer guy back then and not sure. information technology, right? So that it was right at the beginning of that boom where IT was first be, you know, establishing as almost a trade as well as a career at that point. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And then you you find yourself kind of at this, the growth of that opportunity to expand more to just, you know, being the person you call when you're, I'm, I'm guessing being the person you call when your computer doesn't want to turn on that day, but there's just the world expanded right. for you in that way. And I know that you've worked across IT operations, as well as project management and kind of all of those different types of industries. So how were you able to, able to manage ensuring that your experience in IT translated to some of the other industries that you worked in? Right. So that, that was the tricky part. Um, as my career was growing, um, I was being offered different positions to be more in the management field. Uh, but I always wanted to stay in the engineer section too, because I didn't want to lose the knowledge I had, nor did I want to not learn more of as things developed and changed and um, and things of that nature. So I, I always kind of did the management stuff. I always wanted to, you know, put my sleeves up as it were and get into the engineer aspect. Um, I've had the privilege to work with different um, different types of industries in, in IT, which um, at the beginning was a little 
difficult when you first learn a new infrastructure and then I had to go to learn a different infrastructure and then a different one. So sure. that, that was always the challenge there because everyone has their network set up differently. So it was it was fun, a fun process to go through, but it could have been a little frustrating at times. So it's, uh, I always try to make things easier through documentation and things of that nature before I moved on to my next role. And that's where the kind of the PM probably side of it kicks in quite a bit, right? It is, especially more in the past like 10 years, I would say I've been more in, um, there's been like the project side of IT and then the support side of, of IT. Um, so I've had to become a project manager, even without having that title, become a project manager just to kind of get through things and learn, um, you know, all the project manager type things to uh, organize my teams and, and make sure the project gets done on time. Um, I always try to make it under budget and, and under time. Um, so yeah, all those types of things I'm sure you deal with all the time. <laughs> oh, so. no, absolutely. And and we, yeah. our audience is very much interested in the uh, differences between a non-IT PM and a IT PM. And right. I come from a this thought process of if you're a good project manager, you should right. be able to project manage any type of project. Now, when it comes to IT, I still believe that, but I do think it's a superpower or maybe even a Jedi force type trick that right. the fact that you have experience in IT that better positions you in, in many ways, just from the psychology of it all. And so where I'm sure. going with this comment is you you are a PM, you're thrown into a tech world, and the expectation is that you should know what I do if I'm an engineer, if I'm somebody that's working on a piece of software, et cetera. And so right. there's that expectation that you walk into when you work sure. for that type of industry that coming from your background, I can see yeah. how you were best suited to be able to just walk into that type of learning where you said, I didn't necessarily have a project manager role, but I kind of also fell into it because of the duties and the expectations that were set for me uh, working right. in technology. So I think to me, it's it's interesting to hear your journey and, and how you got there because it's. I think a lot of our audience will have similar, if not the same experiences in terms of having the tech or engineering background and then in many ways, being expected to run a project in the in the way that a project manager would right absolutely absolutely i totally agree um and it has made it a little easier because in the it world we like to use a lot of acronyms we like to use mm -hmm. words like dns and dhcp and i can go on for hours probably um on all these different acronyms and we all know what we're talking about but like if we had someone like you or someone else that has a ton of project management and we're saying all these acronyms as engineers okay, what does that mean? It's like a whole process of learning what, what that is. Um, so yeah, I, I've had that advantage um, with, with in, in the IT industry and doing some PM stuff there. So yeah, absolutely. And I, and I don't think it necessarily discounts you if you don't, but gosh, it's just right. the, to have that acumen going into a PM sure. role, it just makes you infinitely more valuable in that way because you can speak the jargon, right? I, right. So for those who have listen, been listening to the podcast for some time, you, I'm sure, have heard a mutual 
uh, acquaintance of ours, Greg Christensen, who yeah. uh, he's been on the podcast uh, multiple times to talk about PM stuff. And he came from a space where he wanted to learn more about project management, um, right. which has been a wonderful experience and journey for yeah. he and I to have those types of conversations. The reason why I bring him up is because you talked about acronyms and it made me laugh because don't tell Greg this, but every time he <laughs> says CMMS, I always have to go online and Google and look up what's CMMS right. again, because I hear it as the acronym, but I forget what it actually breaks in, down into. And so when I think right. about being in uh, conversations based on past experiences, being in the software and the tech world and hearing all those right. terminology getting thrown back and forth by the team. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it made you feel a lot better to not have to do that upfront kind of learning to just understand what everybody was talking about. So yeah, I, absolutely. Do yeah. you feel like it helped uh, integrate you into your team a lot smoother or did it actually, did it present any roadblocks because you came from that background? I think, um, I mean, there were times where um, I had engineers kind of go through the explanation of this and that. And it's like, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. So good. You know, I can imagine so that part. Yeah, that part was good. Um, the other positive I would say is if we're getting down to a deadline and they're not making their goals, I could say, okay, what can I take off your plate? And as an engineer do myself, and then we can circle back and go through what was done. So that part of it uh, was good. Um, IT is also a very vast um, uh, uh, field right now. Um, mm -hmm. And just because you know, voice doesn't mean you know infrastructure and just because you know networking doesn't mean you know the other thing so um there's some things i definitely am stronger at than others um voice is not one of those things i'm personally strong at so when i have a voice guy he says we need to do this okay we need to do that <laughs> so it, so that part of it was was the challenge too is learning everyone's strengths and building that uh, that winning team to, to get everything done so yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a good piece of advice uh, for those that are listening as well is the mm -hmm. the taking the up time and opportunity to, like you said, know what each we each team member does. You don't have right. to understand it to the point of you're you're an engineer now, but you know know enough, right? And I think that's right. how you also can grow respect in the industry that you may not be so familiar with. But I think going back to your experiences, do you sure. feel like? Uh, engineering tech now you've kind of got pm on top of that is that the accumulation of all of the things that you're passionate about and have you do you feel like you're at a point in your career where you're doing all of those things that you love i do and especially running my own business now i have to wear all those hats um mm -hmm. i have to wear the it hat where i gotta do a lot of the engineering and the the tech stuff uh myself which i have that experience so I'm, I'm happy to do that operations i'm running a business and have employees and have to deal with all, all those uh, types of things. And the PM stuff I do every day, whether it's planning a vacation with my family, all the way up to planning yeah. a big email migration uh, as an example. So um, I use that every, all the time. Um, and everything I've learned in the past uh, you know, 20 plus years is super helpful. So I've always appreciated all the different roles and all the different mentors in those roles that help teach me along the way. So. Absolutely. And you made a leap that I think may be very challenging for some people to even consider. You've been in right. this industry for quite some time. You've seen a lot of different, you've had a lot of different experiences. You 
ultimately decided to go into consulting and start your own business? That's a huge decision to make. What was that aha moment for you where you said, okay, I've kind of done all the things I wanted to do in the corporate world. And now I just kind of want to do it on my own with my own company. Right. So there's a couple of things to that one. Sure. <laughs> um, um, so I've always done like side work on myself um, for the past 10 years or so um, more because, you know, I enjoy working with a whole bunch of people and I, I wanted to keep my skills strong. So I've always done a little side work, uh, whether that's, you know, different IT projects or just simple support. Um, and then I was working for an IT firm um, and they had the downsides. So I was unfortunately let go. And then I was looking for a new, my new role, whether it was going to be a contract or a consulting or whatever. And my wife actually said to me, you've been talking about starting your own thing like forever. Why don't you just do it mm-hmm. and we'll be fine. You know, we'll figure it out. Everything will be fine. Just, just go ahead and just start it up and whatever you need from me, I'll, I'll be here. I'm like, okay. So I started going down that road um, and it was scary, really scary at first yeah. because for 20 plus years, I was used to that paycheck being there every two weeks and you don't necessarily have that all the time. And it was getting a lot of tools and a lot of processes and a lot of things in place. But what was exciting was I could do it the way I wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. I've always had supervisors and managers where you don't always agree with their process, but it was their process and you respected them enough to do that their way, even though you might think, oh, it might be better this way or that way. So I was able to establish that now and do it the way I wanted to do things down to every little um, aspect. So that was very exciting for me. And down to even the naming of your company. So (laughs) let's, 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 let's hit on that really quickly. How much of that, uh, the, the, the name Beskar, um, did your wife have any influence on that or was she just kind of the one that propelled you and pushed you over the edge to start the consulting company and everything was your decision from there, there on out? Everything was based on my decision, uh, but I also wanted to make it very much an us thing. So I always uh-huh. had talked to her about um, the bigger decisions. Yeah. And I could talk to her all day long about, um, you know, this tool because of all these types of things. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but whatever you think is <laughs> best. Um, yeah. So that part was cool. Um, and as you can see from my background, I am a huge Star Wars fan. And uh, Beth Card does come from the Mandalorian TV show. So I, at first I was starting, I wanted, to, I wanted something solid. So then I thought about solid something. Um, and then I couldn't find a domain name that I really liked <laughs> to go with that because it's a pretty common name. Um, so then I moved and then I wanted something that was really Star Wars-y. Um, mainly because I grew up loving Star Wars. My, I remember going and seeing the movies with my dad when I was really young. And so I wanted something along those lines. Um, I went to Carbonite, but obviously that's uh, a pretty big name with the backup yeah, company. Sure. So um, going off the solid thing. And then uh, The Mandalorian aired and it kind of just hit me as soon as that term uh, came um, on that show. So that's what I went with. And um I have, I've actually, I love my name. I've, I have um, a lot of, of folks I meet in different networking groups um, in my area. So I'm like, I love your name. I wish I can have it. I'm like, well, <laughs> you can't in Ohio. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so wonderful. And, and uh, I, I didn't put that together 
until mm-hmm. maybe a few minutes ago, right? When you when you right. told me before we started recording. But the right. fact is of, of the matter is now it's your company. You have the influence. You get to facilitate it the way you would have envisioned it. And I'm sure that's based on all the experiences you've had working for other people and learning what you like right. and what you didn't like about um, how things were facilitated or run. I I did go onto the website and one thing that I found, find is really incredible about your business, Beskar, is that not only do you offer a lot of services, right? So mm-hmm. it's not like you're just, a, a, there's one th- type of thing that you offer as a consulting company. There's a plethora of it. So that was the first thing that right. I thought was impressive is that you essentially could be a one-stop shop for somebody who's looking for those that type of consult uh, consultation. The other sure. piece is, and I think you even market it. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think you even market it in um, the about is you offer very affordable pricing for what you are able to offer. So in terms of being accessible, I think you've positioned the company in a way that smaller businesses, you know, individual entrepreneurs could potentially reach out to you. Do you find right. that you're kind of getting that diversity in your clients just because of the way you position Beskar? Was that intentional for you to be able to do it that way? Yeah, it was. Because um, I saw a lot, you know, in previous IT firms I've worked for, I saw a lot of our smaller clients and they just simply could not afford um, a solid um, IT infrastructure. Um, and they had servers that were 20 years, 20 plus years old. And um, that wasn't the right way to run a business. Um, and part of the reason why I wanted to start my own thing um, were all the things that we've talked about, but also I wanted to provide quality IT services um, to businesses that may not be able to afford it. Um, and if that meant I had to adjust pricing or or whichever, then I w- I w- I'm happy to do that. Um, and I'm, I'm ha- I am able to provide these services at a, at a good pricing that can help these smaller ones and also help the, the larger ones, um, especially now going through the pandemic and everything, we're still mm-hmm. trying to get back to where we were um, three years ago, two and a half years ago. And if I can help businesses get there by by these pricing, then I'm happy to do so. That's amazing. That's yeah. I think it's incredible accessibility, affordability. I think that's all things that people they shy away from, especially when they're. Uh, we just had a podcast, I think right. not too long ago, maybe two episodes ago, where we were talking, we're talking about starting up your own business and, and how these smaller businesses are easily uh, shy, shy away from reaching out for these types of services, because there's this right. misconception that it's going to be tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars to get right. going what they need to get going. And so I, I, I love that vision that you've set forth. And I love that it's created a diverse clientele for you as well do you have any projects that you are particularly proud of that the Beskar has taken on in the past few years um I've done a couple email migrations one one was very difficult and the new thing this uh, these days is office 365 I guess in the past five years 10 years or so um and businesses want to uh migrate from their on-premises server to the cloud um, mm. And that's very mm-hmm. intimidating. You have a lot of data in your email um, yeah. and and your databases and everything else. And losing that would be a nightmare for any business. So I really pride ourselves. Um, I I can I have a couple uh, consultants that work for me that 
that do that specifically. And, and um, I'm really proud of that. The big thing that I, I love doing is whatever the project is, I like working with the business owner or the manager or whoever they, they put me with and figuring out a good way. Um, and a lot of clients think they know <laughs> which way they need to go, right? I, I like to go through the whole process so we can, what's your end goal and let's figure out a way to get to that end goal. Um, Cause it may not be, there's always, um, a hundred different ways to get to that end goal, but we want to do it so we don't lose data and that we don't um, mess up anything currently in place and that all the employees and the users uh, during their working hours can still work and still, still function properly so that they can still provide those services to their customers. Gosh, yeah. I, yeah. There's just so so many avenues that I think you know, uh, somebody who is not so well-versed like myself right. in IT, that's, that's the things that we need you for you need to tell you know in so in many ways please help me understand what needs to happen and i like the fact right. that you help your customers feel secure data is so important sure. uh integrity is. is so important uh and just making sure that those types of projects um right. aren't so daunting as i think some folks will probably think they are and i think just to summarize this conversation when i think about a journey a project manager can take, Dave. You've right. really described a path that I think a lot of my even just close colleagues are on the same, if not similar path of gaining experiences in different types of industries, maybe not starting as a project manager, but falling into the project management role yourself, Right. eventually taking all that you've learned and uh, the ultimate dream of starting your own consulting firm so that you can take everything that you've experienced in your corporate life and, and apply that into um, something right. that is works for you. I think you're, Dave, you're living the dream of some of these PMs that are listening <laughs> to this podcast right now. So is there any words of wisdom that you can help distill to our audience in terms of if we're earlier on in our journey and we want to do something similar, how do we get there? Anything, any type of words of wisdom, any Yoda-isms that you'd like to drop on? <laughs> on our audience? I would say always take the risk um, and nothing's going to come easy. You know, our best card has been around. It'll be a year next month, which is Amazing. crazy to me. Um, and there's still, I still have goals that, um, that I'm not going to hit for in the next few years. It's going to, it's a long-term goals. And that's the, that's the key. I think you have to have those goals and you have to be not afraid to take those risks and those, and those goals. Um, when I started, I didn't have any clients at all. So, the, yeah. you know, I'm putting out money and not getting any income in return. So it was hard. I was able quickly to get a couple of clients to at least be, uh, you know, sustainable. But um, it's a process and it's scary. It's really mm -hmm. scary. And, um, you know, because you get advice from mentors and 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 even um, um, other folks and other friends. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Just go ahead and do it. Well, it's, it's, it's scary. So... Yeah. It is, it is worth the risk, um, and it's good to get around an advice. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, Frank Christensen a few times. He's, you know, since we've talked, since me and him have talked, he's been a good mentor to me. So I talk to him every few weeks, and he, he always has great wisdom to, to, uh, to show me to, to keep going down. And he puts it in the way, and of course, he has that great radio voice, right? So yes. it always sounds great, <laughs> and um, it, it's been very helpful to me, so. Good. Yeah. I like that too. Just the, leaving off on that note of surround yourself with 
with mentors and people who can even just speak realistically to you about uh, sure. about what you you need to do to get to those goals. So and setting goals, that's another point for the audience to right. make sure you continue to set those lo- short and long term goals. And and it, it doesn't it, it's also a great um, thing to hear that you have the support as well, because when you break it down for us, you're investing your money in something that should right. be your right, your security and 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 that sort of thing. So uh, it's easy for people to give you advice, I'm sure, because they're not spending their own money to give you that advice. So right, yeah. definitely taking the risks, making sure that it's a calculated one. Sounds like it comes out from your journey as well. And so for those that are considering doing something similar, I think you've given us a, a pretty good roadmap of how to get there. So Dave, yeah, yeah. this has been a wonderful conversation. Anything else that you want to share with our audience? No, just thank you again for having me on the on your podcast. It's been a real pleasure and glad that um that we were able to connect and and, and get this uh, get this done. Thank you. Yeah. So much. Absolutely. And everyone should check out if you're looking for IT solutions, any yes, type please. of business, right? Uh or organization, small, medium, large, definitely check out Beskar. And I think you, Greg, and I should probably look forward to having a conversation, us three together on a future podcast. Be, I think that, that would, would be a lot wonderful. of fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Dave, that will do it for you and I on this installment of the Everyday PM podcast for folks who want to continue the conversation with you or learn more about your company, where they, where can they find you online? Uh, You can find us on our website, which is www.bestcarco.com. Great. And I know Dave, you and I are both active on LinkedIn. So the professional uh, platform as well, if you want to connect with um, both of us to just talk more about project management or anything else like that, or even maybe even Star Wars, because yep, clearly uh, we're I'll both talk about Star Wars fans. all day long. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, um, so feel free to connect and, and join the conversation. You can support the Everyday PM podcast by leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. We're on every podcasting platform you can think of. Just search for the Everyday PM. You can also watch the video version of this on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Ancampia. Make sure to click the bell so you know when new content goes up and subscribe and like and comment and all those good things. Um, thank you everybody for your continued support of the podcast. We appreciate your, your uh, conversations around it and continue to drop us comments and feedback. We definitely appreciate making sure that we provide the best content for you. So that will do it for Dave and I in this installment of the Everyday PM podcast. And until next time, thanks for joining everybody. Take care.